Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up and welcome back to another kind of funny screencast. One of the, the OG editions where we're just talking about all the things that we watched. Not any one specific thing. We're just kind of catching up on the last season of TV and movies that we have been watching. That aren't the big things. That aren't the Marvel or the DC or the Star Wars or what have you. We're about to get into a whole beautiful run of those very, very soon. Uh, because in the beginning of September and even debatably mid-August if you're counting She-Hulk and all that we got to run where there's going to be some weeks we're doing like upwards of four episode by episode reviews hopefully if everything goes right who the hell knows how things are going to go in this world but the plan is for us to be covering Lord of the Rings the Rings of Power Game of Thrones House of Dragons She-Hulk and Star Wars and or hopefully week to week to week with crews that are excited to be watching those shows so of course, stay tuned. YouTube.com slash kind of funny roosterteeth.com podcast service around the globe. Search for kind of funny screencast will be right there for you. Isn't that right? Big dog, Kevin Coelho. Hell yeah, it is. And Joey Noel. I'm very excited about some of those shows. Yeah, I think Joey might be making appearances on the, the She-Hulk uh, screencast, if I remember correctly. Oh, so, so yeah, I'm really, excited really that. excited about that as well. Uh, but if you are excited and you want to watch these shows, all of these shows, ad-free and live as we record them, you're going to want to go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, just like our Patreon producers Fargo Brady and Molecule have done. Today we're brought to you by Chime and MeUndies, but I'll tell you all about that later. We have so many movies to talk about, so many shows to talk about. I want to start off with the movie that I was really excited for based on the trailer. Uh, this has been a banger year for movies, big and small. I would say the smaller the, the, the better in some cases uh, the, were the bigger surprises, at least for me. One of the trailers I saw and I was like, this has the potential to be a damn fun movie was Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Unfortunately, I didn't get to go to the screener, but you guys both did. I can't wait to hear about it. Kevin, what did you think of Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? And what score would you give it on the kind of funny scale? Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. And like the entire time I was thoroughly entertained. Um, I think that there's like, I want to watch it with one of these Gen Z kids you hear about and just be like, you know, what, what is How does this make you feel? Is this offending you or is this, are you enjoying this? Does this seem like a normal day for you with a little <laughs> bit of hijinks and maybe some murder thrown in? Um, but I think overall, I'd probably give it a four out of five. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's higher than I expected based on that that opening there. Joey, can you give us the pitch on what is Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? Yes. So this is an A24 movie, which I know for me means I'm probably going to like it. Um, So it's this group of friends that are kind of, there's some like, I haven't seen you in a while kind of vibes going on there. Uh, They end up at this house to have some sort of weather related party. I don't remember what kind of weather. (laughs) What? Like, like, there's like some sort of like... Her, yeah, there we go. Like it's a hurricane, hurricane party, party where like people mm. all like get together and then the power goes out and you all drink and you party and have fun together. Got so it. it's that. But then it very quickly becomes this like murder mystery. What's going on? What's happening? Uh, and the title's based on this game called Bodies, 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 which we always called Murder in the Dark, where you shut off all the lights. Somebody's the murderer and they go around and like do the action of slitting someone's throat when you walk by them. And then if you find a body, you yell bodies, bodies, bodies. But then in this one turns out someone's actually dead uh, instead of fake dead. So it's really fun. It has a 10 out of 10 cast. Rachel Sanat, I think is how you say her name. She's in a movie that's been on my watch list forever called Shiva baby. That's on HBO right now. Amanda Lestenberg, uh, the girl from the second Borat movie. <laughs> Pete Davidson. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, oh, soon to be featured in Guardians 3. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, the love of my life, Lee Pace. It's just like a real, it's a really, God, really fun cast of people. Um, I think it's a fun premise. I think it plays really well with murder mystery and satire and like uh, 
wokeness and like all of this kind of stuff. I think it's a fun thing. I would also give it a four out of five. Very fun. That's if awesome. If you listen to TikTok at all, you're going to really like the soundtrack for it. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. So I, I'm actually a bit surprised that you guys, I thought that this was going to be a, maybe one of you gives it a four, but like the other's arguing for a two or a three. So, okay. I, I'm yeah. No, I think it's fun. We also, this was also like a fun movie going experience for us. I feel like they had like a cocktail 100%. party before. There was a lot of glow sticks and uh we just had like a really nice a- evening and that well, yeah. was like supported by an also very fun movie awesome. it was always uh, also at the kabuki and uh did we get a bunch of crepes beforehand mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah did. for everybody that doesn't know which i imagine is a lot of you out there the kabuki is a theater in san francisco that is part of japantown's uh main complex which means it is surrounded by fantastic food including yeah. many fantastic crepe options both of the savory and sweet variety uh mm-hmm. moving on to a different movie that i know nothing about wait real quick <laughs> okay wait, 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 wait sorry before we go there i was gonna say uh, according to imdb uh bodies 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 only has eight people on the cast that is checks that's out cool. yeah, which is kind cool. of wild i hadn't thought about that oh yeah. cool got it damn so that's accurate interesting yeah, and it's yeah one location too for the most part. Yeah, I think for the entire thing. Uh, moving on to Vengeance. Who want Kev? Give me the pitch on Vengeance. All right, so Vengeance is uh, this this writer who who writes these kind of like um, or I don't I, he he's this this kind of a douchey guy that is just living in New York. Hooking up with as many people as he can, hangs out with his friends, talks shit about these people, gets a and phone call. And by his friends, him. it's like John Mayer, by the way. Oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> um, it gets a phone call in the middle of the night. Uh, this guy is crying, and he's like, I have the worst news in the world to tell you. I'm so sorry. Your girlfriend's dead. And he tries to explain to the guy that, like, very sensitively, like, I, I don't have a girlfriend. Uh, and the guy's like, no, no, man, your girlfriend's dead. I know. Like, there's misconfu- uh, like confusion ensues. He gets bullied into going to the funeral. And the funeral is, like, deep in Texas. Like, deep. Like, eight hours from nothing. Kind of deep in Texas. Uh, so he gets there, tries to get out of the funeral and, like, out as quick as possible. Uh, but the the girl's brother convinces him that she has been murdered. She didn't die from an overdose. So um, the the guy decides he's going to write, or I think it's a podcast, actually. Mm-hmm. He's going to do a podcast about, like, the delusions of, like, small-town America and how it's easy to, like, create a conspiracy theory instead of just uh, accepting reality. And then it's just a deep dive in him investigating, creating this podcast. And I absolutely love it i give this movie a solid five out of five. Oh damn and yeah. uh, okay so joey what would what would you give it and and who's involved in this project uh so i would probably give it a four out of five but it's like a high four i really enjoyed this bodies 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 felt definitely targeted to gen z uh vengeance feels way more targeted to millennials of like 100%. in terms of like what we talk about when we talk about like political correctness and wokeness and uh like podcasts as like we have grown up with them and stuff like that and what that means when we're interacting with people of like different generations and stuff like that uh bj novak plays the main guy he's really great uh dove cameron uh who's oh, like really? a disney channel girl she plays a sister uh jay Smith Cameron, I think is her name from or from Succession, plays mm-hmm. the mom. Ashton Kutcher plays like one of the side characters. Boyd Holbrook plays the brother who I don't know from anything, but he was fantastic. He was so I good. very very much inform or very much very much liked him. He's from Logan. Oh area. yeah, he was the bad guy in Logan. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought he was also great. And then um, Annalee Tipton who is like one of the girls in crazy stupid love um plays like the girl that gets murdered so she like pops up kind of anecdotally uh but it is it's really really fun i feel like i was on between watching bodies 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 this and uh 
which we'll talk about later, the rehearsal, I feel like I was on this like big, like meta commentary kick that was uh, defining like a week of my life. Uh, it's really, really good. It's if you have watched the trailer at all, uh, if you can watch like the first one that came out, because I think the second one is kind of spoilery um, and you think you're going to like it based on that. I feel like you you know if this movie is for you or not. If you mm. like BJ Novak stuff, if you like that other show that we talked about, probably one of the last times we did one of these episodes, uh, the show that he did on Hulu, uh, that's kind of like Black Mirror-ish. I feel like you're also going to like this. It's it's really fun. I hope we get and a season two of that show. That was so good. And that's saying something because Kevin and I were in the front row and watched wow. the movie like this yeah. and we still had a great time. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Again, yeah. great year for movies. I, I do want to uh, transition from movies to shows real quick just because of the 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 topic of well, the last movie. Do you have more to say about Vengeance, Kev? I just it's it's I really enjoyed it. I think that if you like the trailer, the movie is cranked up to like eleven to the trailer, where like literally every like the the comedy's just way funnier. Everything is way better in the movie. So go check it out. That's if awesome. I, yeah, it gets yeah. you. I'm excited. I'm, I'm both bodies by spies and vengeance. I think I might take G on a, on a weekend, make a little fun trip out of it. Um, but talking about the the podcast uh, aspect of vengeance, only murders in the building is a show that's on season two right now on Hulu that I've been watching. I've been keeping up with it since it, it first came out. Uh, we're deep into season two. Now I think we have like three episodes left, maybe two episodes left. Um, I know Joey has watched season one. For those that don't know, it's a show on Hulu starring Steve Martin, Martin short and Selena Gomez. Uh, they all live in this really fancy apartment apartment building in new york and a murder happens and they are all uh interested in true crime podcasts like a lot of people are these days and they decide to start their own true crime podcast trying to figure out who the murderer was uh the, the person in their building uh and then you know hijinks ensue and every week kind of like it's just like this mystery that keeps getting crazier and crazier um season two takes it just like to the next level where it's like cool the world has been built now let's go crazy it kind of turns it all on its head and another murder happens in the building and they are being blamed so opposing podcasts are uh <laughs> being created to investigate them uh oh, and like man. tina fey kind of like leads up like this giant podcast network like representing the man to take them down and i really gotta say it might be the best three out of five show i have ever seen uh from beginning <laughs> to end where it is just such a consistently enjoyable time. Like, it's never bad. It's never quite that amazing, with rare exception, actually. I feel like season one had one uh, really, really, really standout episode. Um, and, and season two so far has had little elements, but without one, like, extremely strong one that kind of breaks the format of the of the, the rest of them. But um, I love the cast together like they're so much fun i mean steve martin and martin short have been doing it for decades uh at this point and their characters they play are just the right amount of ridiculous the situations they get put in and the the surrounding cast is just so much fun and my favorite thing about it is it's this really intense mystery show that i'm sure you could watch and like look at all the different kind of uh hints and read into it and come up with like your assumptions of what's going on and I tend to be that type of person for these shows, like with the after party we watched earlier this year and, mm -hmm. and things like that. There's something about this show that I just turn my brain off and I'm just like, just let them give me the next twist and kind of just enjoy it as it happens. And there was so much happening that by the time the next week comes around, I don't remember where we left off. I don't know exactly what's going on, but they do a really good job of just being like, it doesn't fucking matter. Here's the new status quo. <laughs> Here's what we're trying to figure out. Go. And it's just really, really damn entertaining. And it's honestly the type of show that I would recommend anybody watch because it is a good time. And I think that even though I'd give it a three out of five, I think that that is a three out of five for anybody. But I think your, uh, your shit may vary where you might like it more than that because there is so much good in it. And I think that the, my favorite thing about it all is just the, the style of it. The, the colors are amazing. The soundtrack is going to get stuck in your head. The theme song is like rivaled. I would say only by severance's intro uh, in terms of Ooh. just being like the most 
cool impressive thing that i'll never skip every time i watch it i'm like yeah. watching the whole intro uh but anyway it's a damn good time but joe what, what do you have to say about it i really liked it honestly i was really impressed by selena gomez because i feel like it could be really hard to be like the third person in a dynamic that's been established for like 40 plus years um and the way that she was just able to kind of like roll into uh the dynamic that they already had, I thought was really good. Um, I eventually am going to get back to season two. I feel like once it's, I've kind of been in more in a mood of like, once it's all over and out, uh, then I'll go back and watch it as I've done with like a couple things in the past few weeks. Uh, so I need to get, go back and give it another shot. Cause I really liked the first season. And then I just, I, you know, life gets caught up with you. You start watching Real Housewives, and then that just takes over your life for like weeks. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Ultimate Girls Trip season two, real good. <laughs> um, but yeah, only murders in the building. I'd recommend it to people, uh, and I think you're gonna have a good time with it. It's 20 minute episodes, and there's not that each season's only 10, so it's like it goes by really, really quickly. Um, but it's it's a it's a fun one. Uh, staying on Hulu, going back to movies. A movie mm-hmm. came out with my girl Zoe Deutsch called yes. not okay kevin oh, have yeah. you seen this no i haven't i'm really bummed because i wanted to and i was gonna bring it up to paula and on monday we were driving somewhere and she was like hey have you heard of this movie i just watched it and it was amazing it's like god damn it, <laughs> god damn it. joey Noah, what did you think of not okay um not okay i so this ad this was another one in my like meta commentary <laughs> thing where I just like I've watched a lot of movies and maybe I'm starting to question reality um it's Zoe Deutsch uh she, apparently it's like similar to the premise of Emily in Paris which I've never watched which is she uh works really for this though oh okay uh she works for this advertising company she's kind of stuck doesn't know what she wants to do in her life she's trying to get this attention of Dylan O'Brien who works in her office who's like the quintessential kind of like fuck boy, cool, fuck boy. Yeah, but like not not a mean one, just like gives you enough attention to like breadcrumb you and then you're like, okay. Um, and so she just makes up this lie that she's going to Paris for this like writer's retreat. So she photoshops all of her pictures and stuff like that, um, which is what she does for this company, even though she wants to be a writer. And then she posts like her last picture, goes to bed because the time difference wakes up and there's been a terrorist attack like 10 minutes after at the place she posted the picture, like 10 minutes after she posted it. So everybody thinks that she's been like part of this terrorist attack. Her par- she So she has to then fake that part of her life. Um, but it's very, very interesting because they let her go down the rabbit hole of being a terrible person about it and like capitalizing on all of the clout from it and manipulating people. Um, it's kind of similar to Dear Evan Hansen, if anybody's ever watched that, where it's like somebody gets caught up in a lie and they just have to keep going with it. But I think it's done a lot better because it shows some repercussions and stuff like that, obviously, at the end, whereas I feel like Dear Evan Hansen doesn't really do that. Um, but it's super good. I think a, it's I think it's polarizing as a movie. I think a lot of people don't like it because Zoe Deutsch is such an unlikable character. But I think that's honestly like a testament to her, her acting and the writing that she's able to pull it off. I mean, there's yeah. literally a trigger warning in the beginning of the movie that says, <laughs> yeah. like, warning, this uh, content warning, <laughs> this movie has flashing lights and mm-hmm. an unlikable female protagonist. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It is very self-aware of what it is. I don't I don't necessarily know that it's good. I, I think I give it a th- I give it a three out of five, and I understand why people would like it more and why people would like it less. But for me, I think it's like it hit on a good middle ground where it was like, this is a very funny thing. I think it's also interesting too because the movie fe- like the movie just came out, but you can also tell that it was filmed like uh a couple years ago, like one or two years ago based on like the trends and stuff that are in it and I feel like they almost doubled down on make on like that being commentary on like how fast things move um and like the culture kind of like shifts around things. I don't know. I think it's not only is it a fun movie to watch it's a fun movie to talk about with other people and that is like a separate category of movie that i very much enjoy 
I am so with you for so much of what you said. I do think, though, I would give it a two out of five because I think that it is way more interesting than it is good. And I feel like it gets caught up in what it's actually trying to say. I feel like it, it is a little bit one note in terms of like, Yep, she's bad, and she's taking advantage of the situation. Mm -hmm. I'm like, there's repercussions, but I don't feel like they're they're clear in terms of the plot. I don't think that they're that clear in terms of the theme. Uh, And I feel like that it is one of the most uncomfortable movies I have ever seen in my life. But it is Uncut Gems level of like, oh, fuck, I hate this. Like, I hate this. I hate watching this. I hate being a part of this. And it hits close to home in a way that is like just the influencer culture and how all of it – is and how every single thing you say can like change the world <laughs> in a way mm-hmm. like it's just it was very very stressful and um i think that the the reason that i'm i'm lower on it score wise is that i i there are elements of it that i think i found the most interesting that they didn't really go deep enough with like i think that her loneliness as a character like kind of giving reason to why she's acting the way that she is i feel Mm. it was a really missed opportunity because we see her in really low points and she's such an incredible actress and there's hints and glimmers uh, of seeing her kind of get into that um when she's hanging out with her guinea pig and stuff but like i i feel like they they kind of play it a little (laughs) too one note they play it too much like a comedy um, when I feel like really focusing more on the dramatic elements would have served the the story and the quality of the movie more. Um, yeah. Having said that, like I do think that it is worth attempting to watch uh, to see how it affects you because like it, it is well crafted in terms of making you feel stuff. Like it is, it's gonna like like kind of get into your stomach just turn that thing into knots because like it gets into some really uncomfortable situations and you're like oh man are they really about to do this yes they are anytime you ask that question the answer is yes they are and it just keeps getting like worse and worse and and worse as it goes on i do want to give the biggest shout out in the world to me absolutely losing my shit within three minutes of this movie starting as it's going around a, a montage of a bunch of just influencers talking about um her and oh what yeah she's done. and it's fucking <laughs> mega 64 mega 64 a, baby <laughs> getting multiple full-on bits in this movie as their characters from their their game of the year that they do every year that they're just the most horrible mm-hmm. people in the world and i'm just like these motherfuckers made it man this is hilarious uh but yeah it, it's definitely a, it's a weird one kev i'm interested in, in what you uh would think of it if you ended up watching it because yeah it's I'm like very excited to watch it yeah yeah, it's more interesting that it is good, but I don't think that that's a bad thing because it's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, just talking about your point about leaning more into like the dramatic stuff instead of the comedy. I think if it didn't have as much of like a comedic base as it did, I think that it wouldn't feel as uncomfortable <laughs> as it does. Um, I think that's really where you kind of play with like a lot of the tension of being like, uh, why isn't anybody taking this seriously and why like why are you doing the decisions i think that plays into it but i also understand that like there's balance to that you're absolutely right I, I just think that because of that though when they do have the more serious moments and there's some moments in this that they let linger like the basketball yeah. game that they they do that lasts like five minutes and it is such a <laughs> slow like that yeah. would be a great scene in a dramatic movie that has that same pace the whole time yeah but it kind of just feels like they they had to pull the ripcord because they were just like oh man like we, we're we running gotta, out of time we got yeah we're running out of time we got to progress the story and have some more emotional heft to it all um which i just thought like kind of like made the movie not as good as it could have been but uh man it again i i never want to see this movie again like it is one of those things where like you would have to pay me a lot of money to want to to watch this because it was it was rough to get through uh which hey sometimes that's a good thing so yeah uh moving on from that i want to talk about this little show on hbo called the rehearsal <laughs> we've talked a lot about it and in little bits and pieces here on uh on kind of funny podcast this is the follow-up to uh nathan fielders nathan for you uh andy cortez is one of the biggest fans in the world of him as a person all of his projects he got me sold on it i fell in love with nathan for you and all of that over the pandemic and now he has a show on hbo its budget is absolutely insane and they are using every single penny possible uh joey noel <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot right now. What is the pitch <laughs> of Nathan Fielder's The Rehearsal? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, if you would have asked me that after watching episode one, I could have had it for you. Four episodes in, 
who the fuck knows now um so i guess the baseline pitch is that nathan is helping different people uh figure out how to have like confrontational conversations with people in their lives. And the way that he does this is by spying on them essentially to like, or I guess not always uh, by recreating the conversation with a bunch of actors in the place that they want to have it by like building out sets and stuff like that. It's kind of wild. Um, And then going through every different like permutation that the conversation could go down so that they're like prepped and ready (laughs) to like handle the conversation at whatever turn that it goes uh so they have practice for it on top of that he also has his own storyline that's been developing that's an offshoot of one of these like situations where now he he... is now in his own rehearsal exactly and it's the I mean, the layers in the rabbit hole of like how, like, I don't know how deep we're in now of rehearsals for his rehearsal for his rehearsal. It is the most like mind boggling show I've watched in a long time, especially this last episode. I feel like Um, I have like I've texted everybody as soon as I watched that last episode being like, who's watching this? Who can I talk to you about this? Because I have no idea what I just watched. And it is so uncomfortable and weird and i i don't know how to recommend this to people but everybody needs to watch it yeah it i you could not say that better joe so it is six episodes we have two left oh we only have two left only two left the first episode is closer to an hour and then everyone since has been uh closer to that 25 minute 30 minute mark um and they use every single minute to add to this ingrained just twisting winding narrative of meta insanity if they land this plane this is going to go down as one of the all-time great pieces of art forget tv show forget anything forget nathan for you this show what they are trying to do and what they are accomplishing and how i think they are going to land the plane and i don't know how they're going to i don't know what's going to happen in the final episode but i do know that if they keep up this pace which it seems like they're they're going to and they have so far we are in for some wild wild stuff i am blown away by how this might be the hardest show to pitch to somebody. This might be the most impossible show to make a trailer out of that makes any sense. I remember yeah. seeing the trailer just being like, what the hell is this? Like, I'm only in because it's Nathan. So it's like, I trust it's going to be good. Yeah. The first episode plays more like a Nathan for you bit. One of the more elaborate ones, like, uh, yeah. like one of the season finale ones. But then it just goes crazy. And he's it gets so meta where the show is really just about questioning authenticity and questioning Mm -hmm. reality and how easy it is to change reality by just coming up with lies to yourself that you eventually start believing in and that's where like the actors come into play and that's where like all of the the fake elements come into play where it is the most brilliant look in the mirror at reality television imaginable like yeah he just thinks on another level that is creepy as fuck (laughs) honestly (laughs) but the level of meticulous detail that he can break something down and then go build it back as a fake version of itself that is exactly what the original one was but now slightly different more how he wants it to be is scary as hell and the willingness for people to just go along with things when cameras are on them the the ease it the ease for people to manipulate others into doing what they want with positions of power is examined in this show in the most fucked up ways there's a scene that i'm not going to give context for but he looks over and there's a piece of fruit and it has a sticker on it and then he takes it and he hides the sticker and they just linger on it for a second hit me so hard <laughs> where i was like <laughs> God damn, how the hell did this one shot feel like it broke this entire show? Yeah. You know, it broke the fourth wall in a way that felt like, like, oh my God, like reality is crumbling for everybody here. A hundred percent. There is a power to this shit that I'm like, I am utterly blown away by this craft. And I just, I don't understand how far it's going to go because it is, it's absolutely bananas. Yeah. Yeah. The, 
I feel like when watching Nathan for you, there's a lot of times where I'm like, how do they get these people to like sign off releases on like and like actually participate in this? And like there are some like really, really top level ones where I think that of of like obviously like the grandson or the grandpa at the gas station and his grandson's pee and like that whole bit in Nathan for you. And this show is people like that and things like that happening constantly. <laughs> and it's just like, I, this is too much for my brain to handle. I was tweeted out about it where I was like, Nathan for you is like the TV version of eating an edible, but like way too much or more than you thought. And it's just like, I don't know if anything in this is real and I don't know what reality is anymore and I don't know how to process any of this. And it's truly brilliant. And yeah, also I, there, I saw a tweet that was like, I don't know if we should give Nathan Fielder all of the awards or put him in a prison, like the prison that up. Magneto cannot escape no, from. Straight, straight <laughs> up, man. Absolutely that. Dude, it's, I mean, it's freaking wild. Like the things that he's done are, are just so insane. Like in between Nathan for you and this, uh, he did this thing where he like rigged the Emmys. <laughs> And like he worked with a um what? he worked with with a a dude that is a a, a a voting scam official like somebody that like <laughs> that's their whole job and he worked with them and he was like how easy would it be or how hard would it be to rig the Emmys and it turns out it's it's really easy and like they just break down he's like here's how I could do it here's the whole plan and it's like this motherfucker is dangerous y'all he but he actually rigged the Emmys what or he just Yo, made a he, plan. He, there was the plan where it, he could have, but he ended up not doing it. But he told everybody how it couldn't. The, the Emmys had to like change their shit because <laughs> like he exposed like all these like things that just they that was on them. They should not have been doing it that way. But anyways, uh, I love that in this the level of what's real, what's not with the actors, who's not an actor. Like there's the levels of actors. There's people Who acting comes as back? actors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All of that. But then there's the real world side of it that gets fucking even crazier and creepier where some people are like yeah they are actors and then there's uh all these like tw- i don't know if you went down the rabbit hole joey of seeing all the the twitter stuff but oh the, about, like the first boyfriend the first boyfriend <laughs> that narrative is absolutely insane where yeah. that dude is real there's a best friend who lives in the apartment complex of that guy and he's like dude he talks about numbers all the time holy shit yeah so like there, I saw him on Reddit and they're they were talking yeah, about yeah. it. I'm like that's wild as hell, and that guy is has some problems. Uh, and then there, the Nathan Fielder School for Acting or whatever is Fielder a real method. school. It's real. It's <laughs> on, like people can go there. <laughs> There's people taking pictures and like, yo, on Google Maps you can see this place. It's been here for like the last year, <laughs> and you can this go to their show- website and sign up. Like it's freaking crazy the things that are just like revealed over time yeah i can't wait to see where we end up at episode six because i feel like there are some long plays that we just aren't picking up on that are going to come through and just it's going to be great and the the main woman that they they got asked nathan lucked out getting her she might be just the greatest on-screen presence ever in terms of what this show could be and how uncomfortable things can get, how scary reality could be sometimes where it's like, yo, these people are out there with those beliefs thinking that Halloween is satanic and that they sacrifice children. Oh yeah. And like, for me, that's not even that many degrees away from like people that I know, like a girl that I went to college with wasn't allowed to eat like devil's food cake, like pastries because her mom thought that, like they were evil so like the the degree of separation is not that far and being reminded of that is always scary yeah uh and all like the thing with the show that is i think the most unnerving is that it is not uh like a haha comedy it's more just like things are so absurd that it kind of makes you laugh but also be really uncomfortable yeah but they'll get you like you put your guard down of like not expecting to laugh at things and kind of more just like pay attention and be like what the fuck is going on and people in the world are just weird uh but then they'll hit you with something that is just (laughs) gut-wrenchingly funny like the mirror he's like i had to make sure that i saw myself as older as as old as the kids are (laughs) then the fucking mirror changes how he looks with the instagram filter it's like god damn this is so brilliant man and even just things that aren't supposed to be funny but are of like 
the people working on the show like swapping out the kids with like fake dummy kids and stuff like that i'm just like this is just the wildest thing i've ever watched yeah yeah it's and i i especially love the the editing of the show is just immaculate because mm-hmm. they they are playing with they're manipulating us in the same way yeah. that they're manipulating the entire situations but uh i think it was episode two when it starts and we just see the, the baby get abducted you're like nathan you're going too far man you're going yeah. too fucking far <laughs> and then the way that it's kind of revealed of what is actually happening it's like god damn this is just it's so Ugh. so good uh, but yeah we will talk about the rest of this somewhere we're gonna have to because it is i know i feel like insane. we have to do like a season finale breakdown with like andy and roger or something yeah like that. yeah because man it is quite special um before we move on to talk about other stuff let me tell you about our sponsors no one and the rock means no one Likes waiting on a paycheck. Especially, ladies and gentlemen, when you've got bills due. Good thing there's now Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. Waiting for your money, never good. Getting your money in advance, great. Who wouldn't want that? Chime is more than about just getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. So what are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on the payer. Where'd the sunglasses go? Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Have you heard about the legendary underwear brand that's taken the podcast world by storm? Famous for their buttery soft undies and bralettes, MeUndies loves podcasts just as much as you do. It's like they're made for you and you're made for them. You're made for each other. Now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you know I love my MeUndies because they're the most comfortable underwear I've ever had and because they have great patterns. As the king of Halloween, my candy corn pair never fails to make me smile. Everyone knows MeUndies for their super soft undies and comfy bralettes, but did you know they also make other stuff? We're talking about durable, cushy socks that will make your feet sing. They even make hoodies for your dog so you can match every important person in your life. Available in sizes XS to 4XL and tons of colors and prints. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. Any first-time purchasers can get 20% off plus free shipping and returns. To get 20% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. Sticking with HBO, Joe, we've talked about this on Screencast before, but you've caught up on Hacks, Season 1 and Season 2. What yeah. did you think? What a gosh darn show, people. Hell yeah. Uh. I it's like funny that it's taking me so long to watch it because I feel like I saw the trailer and I was like Nick you need to watch this you're gonna like this I told my mom I was like you need to watch this I feel like Andrew and I talked about it like I was like this is gonna be a great show and then totally fell off my radar and I don't know what happened but I finally watched through it in the last couple weeks it's Gene Smart man is so good I feel like this is such an interesting dynamic between her and the main girl whose name I don't remember sorry um and just about uh, uh, being a woman in like a very male dominated space, uh, the push and pull between like old school and new school, everybody that pops up in this show, I think is so interesting. The ep- there, So Kevin, have you watched this at all? Yeah, you I've watch watched uh, both seasons. Love it. Okay. And Tim, you have? Yeah, five out okay. of five. Easily, I think so my good. favorite comedy show of the last. I agree. I, I don't even know how long. I feel like I was on board for it, but then it's the episode where, is it her name, Ava? Yeah. Ava meets the guy in the hotel, and they have, like, that one whirlwind night. And we get to the end of that episode, and I'm like, holy fuck. This show is very intense, but very good. Season two, shocked also at how Mm. good it is with, like, the adding and the touring and stuff like that. Uh it's so good. Surprise Devin Sawa. I always like to see. So good. Fun. In a great role. In a yeah. great role. Um, even like the conversations that Ava has with her mom when she comes out on the road and like 
as they're trying to kind of fixing their relationship. All of the side characters are also very strong and very good. Like this is a 10 out of 10 HBO show. Like I, I know it's like an, an HBO Mac show or whatever. And with everything that's happening, like who knows what's on the chopping block, but mm. I can't imagine that this is one of those shows. Like I feel like this has got to be one of their like premiere shows. This is one of the award winners. So I, yeah. I feel like out of all the things they might want to hold on to this and transition this over to HBO original, but mm-hmm. uh, there's been no official announcement yet, which concerns me, but hopefully they, we have they a season three confirmed here. at all or no, I don't think so. But, oh, it is. Okay. Oh, it is. Okay, good. A couple months ago. Good, good, good. Okay. That gives me hope because, man, the show is incredible and I definitely want more of it. Yeah. Um, moving on, Kev, getting you involved a little bit. You're watching Loot on Apple TV+. Plus. Yeah. Um, man, I'm enjoying it so much. Uh, I think that uh, we had Ron F- – Oh, so it's a, it's a show where basically uh, Jeff Bezos' character – uh, is cheating on his wife and they get a divorce and it follows the wife who now has gotten half of his wealth uh, and is kind of, like has a lot of free time and kind of just starts randomly working at like the head of her charity and it's just kind of them hanging out in their office and she's teaching everyone how to relax and also just being a good person. The whole show is really, really wholesome. Um, I, yeah, Ron came on and, uh, who is one of the characters in the show. And, um, he was, you know, like, Hey, check it out. So I checked it out. And the first episode I was like, Oh, you know, this is really fun. Um, and like every episode has been just as fun. It's, Funny, the characters are all great. Ron's character is phenomenal. He just, he, Ron has something about him that's just so infectious that like anytime he's talking, I'm like, yeah, like I'm I'm supporting I'm this, for guy. this guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just it's a lot of fun. It's really sweet. It gives me a lot of like Ted Lasso vibes, but mixed with a little bit of Park and Rex, like the the office setup. Um, I I really enjoy it. It goes by really quick. Um. Apple TV Plus has also kind of like shocked me how like how much I like so many of their things and like when I like them I really like them like uh, you know Severance like we all talked about and Ted Lasso some great shows oh and uh, the the game one I can't wait for that to get its next season after part no oh Mythic Quest yes Mythic Quest oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. but yeah Definitely. it's it's a lot of fun a really sweet show everyone in it is great. And then uh, Harley Quinn on HBO Max season three came out fairly recently. You haven't seen season three yet, though, right? No. So me and Paula were going to sit down and watch season three. And we're like, what's the like, what's the last thing that happened? Like, we remembered what the big last thing was. But then we're like, how did we get there? And then we're like, why don't we just, you want to rewatch the whole show? So we just finished season one in our rewatch. And it's so good. I... We originally watched this for screencast where we were, we were doing kind of like um, we watched like four episodes and um, I did that and immediately just continued to watch the upcoming episodes. And then I watched season two and loved it. Uh, it's fun to go back to season one because like I forgot the Rahul's in it. Oh, and yeah. just, it, suddenly hearing his voice is like, oh, that's right. He's Scarecrow. That's so cool. Um yeah, it's it's the they go so far and so hard with everything they do in that show where it's it's like you start watching it and immediately you're like it's not a kid's show. This is not it's you know very Oh no. very much like looks like the style of uh, you know like our childhood version of of Batman but like just goes so much further and it's so intense. I can't wait to get to season three, but I am having so much fun rewatching season one and two right now. Joey, have you given this one a shot? I watched like the first few episodes when we did that like preview thing on like screencast probably like two years ago at this point. Uh, but I, I remember thinking it was fine. Animated shows usually aren't my thing. Um, so I kind of, I liked it and then I just never went back. Yeah, it's been my problem too. Is I I love animated shit, but Gia doesn't, 
And so while mm. she really liked it and liked the humor and characters and stuff, it just it's always a tough sell to be like, let's keep watching it. Remember how much you enjoyed it a couple nights ago? It's yeah. like, no. So yeah, <laughs> I, I, we still haven't finished season one, but like we're getting close. The, the show, years, though. <laughs> like this show goes so fucking hard. Like at at the start of season two, all of the Justice League, like uh all of the Justice League gets captured and are just gone, and the villains literally take over Gotham. Like and they go all out. That's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, really. At some good. point, I might yeah. just be like, "Sorry, G, I'm watching." You should this. definitely do that because <laughs> it is it is really really fun. I'm very excited to see season three too. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, final show I want to talk about is Blackbird on Apple TV Plus. Joey, what is this? Uh, so it's a mini series on Apple TV. It just finished six episodes. Easy watch. This is for all of my people who like Mindhunter and were really sad that it was canceled. Mm. This is like the dark, gritty American crime drama that has like uh, a good balance of both sides of the uh, process. Uh, So it's main guy, Taron Egerton, I think is how you say his name. Uh, He gets put into jail for like 10 years for this thing. He wasn't supposed to get put in for 10 years, but he's there. Uh, And then they are essentially are cutting a deal with him like hey we need you to uh we need you to talk to this one we need to put you in a really really bad prison compared to the one that you're in uh and we need you to talk to this one inmate there if you can get him to confess and tell you where he's uh like buried these bodies of all of these missing women we'll let you go free <laughs> uh and then that other serial killer guy is played by Paul I'm looking at his name, Paul Walter Hauser, who is in Itania. He plays Snakebite, Venom, something like that, in Cobra Kai. He's like the guy that's way too old to be in Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. He, Stingray, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is so good and so creepy in this show. (laughs) Like, it is a very different role than anything I've seen him in. I've really only seen him in Itania and Cobra Kai. I haven't, Richard Jewell has been on my list to watch for a while, but I haven't watched it yet. Um, he is, he, it's very, very good. Um, so it's a lot of the two of them, Greg Kinnear's in it as one of the like FBI or some sort of federal person. Uh, this is the last show with, I think the last performance of Ray Liotta. He plays Taron Egerton's, uh, dad. Damn. I'm only three episodes in. So like, and so I still have like a bit to go, but it is very, very good. Thank you. Uh, Andrew Goldfarb for the recommendation because this is very much up my alley. It is dark, it's drama, it's gritty, uh, very much in like the Mindhunter vein if you're looking for something like that. I think that from the way that people have been talking about it, because now I'm I'm far enough down the rabbit hole where I'm like the subreddit and looking at like the Twitter conversation about things um, that I'm very excited to finish it because people are talking about like that one scene in the finale episode and stuff like that. So I think that this is the best show that I feel like nobody's talking about. Yeah, I haven't heard about it, so that that's pretty cool. I feel like a lot of Apple TV stuff ends up kind of like that, where it takes like a little while for it to get some traction. Um, but I'm kind of with Kevin, where they put out like a lot of like quality stuff, and I feel like HBO is kind of my first go to, and after that, I feel like it's Hulu and Apple that are, end up being tied. Hmm. Apple TV is the best kept secret of the streaming wars, man. Five dollars a month. Plus, if you have an Apple product, you probably have a trial that lasts half a year or whatever. And yeah. there, I mean, it is HBO quality stuff, if not better in some cases. Like Apple TV is, I think, the the dark horse of the the whole thing right now. Uh, real quick, I, I want to say that. Um, hold on. Chat's telling me that. I don't, I don't like this. I don't like when Greg Miller's calling me and I look at the phone. He's slacking me some other shit. And I look at the chat and everyone's just saying, answer the phone, Tim. I hate that. I hate that. But Can't Greg see that we're go. also I, recording in Discord? Oh, I guess he, they're on Games Daily. Tim, answer the phone. Answer the phone, Tim. Answer the phone. Not, Tim. It's, it's, answer the phone. it's a crossover. We never get Hold kind on. of funny, okay, kind of funny games let content me, crossover. Let me call him. <laughs> Joey, the, the only thing about Apple TV is I just feel like that not <laughs> Tim, Craig, you're on the Kind of Funny uh, Games Daily. How are you? Greg, it's Tim. You're on a Kind of Funny Screencast. How are you? <laughs> Good. It was things have escalated quickly over here, and I'm calling you to tell you, as the host of the Gamescast, you need to plan a Gamescast where we decide which is better, Spider-Man 
PS4 slash PS5 slash remaster, whatever you call it, uh, versus a Batman game of Bear's choosing. He will pick one of them to pair it against, and we will go from there. We have to decide which is better, okay? Oh, I, I love it. That's fantastic. And oh, I feel so bad for Barrett. <laughs> no, not, see, don't do that. Don't do that. You can't have the bias already. You, see, now Barrett doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. See, yeah. he's mad at you, and he's yelling about the Marvel bias and everything else. Tim, hang tell, up. We made a mistake. Tell Nick we'll I'll see you later. I will. I will. Right. Nick's not even here. God, he's so not <laughs> even here. I love it so much. There you go. Uh, last thing I want to say is uh, I talked about this on some other shows. I don't remember what, but uh, players on Paramount Plus by the oh, team right. from American Vandal. Um, they, it is a mockumentary series that is 10 episodes long. Each one is less than 30 minutes and is the story of this esports team. And it follows a League of Legends team as they try to try to uh, win the championship. And it is so interesting because it is not that laugh out loud funny. Like, I don't think it's like it hits the highs of American Vandal. But I think it's such a quality show that just gets better the more you watch it. The first couple episodes, they almost feel a little too real. It almost just feels like a <laughs> documentary about esports. Uh, but I think that's just a testament to how fucking weird esports is, <laughs> you know, yeah. and these these personalities. Um, but I really enjoyed it as kind of an education process for myself of this world that is so tangential to ours, but distinctly different. Yeah. Um, so I learned a lot about like how esports teams function and just like that world. Um, so that way I thought it was worth watching for a lot of our audience that I feel like are similar to me in that vein. Uh, but also it is just such a well-crafted show. And like, it is such a perfect example of sometimes the least likable protagonists can make the best shows because this, the main character cream cheese <laughs> is a piece of shit. The and by the end of it, cream cheese. Yeah, yeah. He he uh he had to change his name to cream cheese uh once he grew up a little bit because his old name was nut milk. God. <laughs> I Go love watch this. it. Out plus <laughs> players. It's all out now. <laughs> but uh any any last minute shout outs? Uh I think that's everything I've been watching. I did yeah. watch the summer I turned pretty on Amazon. If you're looking for another to all the boys, but not quite as good. It's like a good thing to throw on in the background. It has a killer soundtrack. It's written by it's based on a book series written by the same person, Jenny Han, that wrote to all the boys. So it's pretty fun. There you go. All right. Well, this was fun. Old school hanging out, talking about a whole bunch of different shit. Hopefully you guys got recommended something that you didn't know about. Uh, let us know in the comments below what you have been watching and what you think of all of the shows and movies we talked about today. Like I said, Screencast is about to pop the fuck off the next couple weeks. Uh, and honestly, it's what's funny is not only is it more shows than we normally do, it's also like the longer seasons. Like the Marvel shows and Star Wars shows have been like, you know, six episodes. These are like, nah, fuck it. Andor's 12, She-Hulk's nine, all these other things. I'm like, we'll see how we can handle this. We're going to try our best. <laughs> Please give us some patience. It's going to be very difficult to schedule it all. But you know what? We're going to try our damnedest. Um, and also, in review, there's about to be so much fun stuff coming up, including less than a month from now, Cobra Kai Season 5, baby. Ooh. Let's go. Oh, my gosh. Did you see the, the update, Kev? No. That our boy is back from, from three? Barnes? Oh, yeah? He's back, baby. He's back. No, no shocker. When are they going to confirm that? What's her the swank? swank? Yeah. I hope more than anything, she just gets an epic intro where she just like comes to save the day and the freaking hawk swoops down, man. Give us the hawk. Everybody, <laughs> give us the hawk. Until next time, I love you all. Goodbye.